This is DDS. From the DDS studios, we are your host, Blake Milton, Bradley Newberry, Matthew Parker. Well, he's got the day off. Newberry, we are live. Mm. This is the last show of 2022. And man, do we got a spicy topic that I know is going to ruffle some feathers today. But before Maybe. we hear more about Maybe. that. Maybe. Go ahead, guys. We really appreciate you joining us today. Hit that like and subscribe button there on YouTube. Follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. Newberry, tell me more about this spicy topic. Man, we just want everyone to uh, get in the interactive mode. We mm-hmm. want to try to elicit some feelings, some thoughts. Yep. I'm going to give. I'm going to present 25 Tennessee Titan names. Oh, boy. And I want you to tell me your first thought, whether that's a word, that's a scream, that's a shout, that's a hallelujah. Okay. Give me your first thought when you hear this name. Uh, We'll also have our NFL pick six, a week 17 edition. But first, Blake, present the Tennessee Titans injury report. Yeah, it's it's a pretty lengthy report here, as you can see. I mean, Whoa. they are sitting just about everybody that <laughs> that means anything to this team. It seems like, I mean, you, we go down the list. Danico Autry, he's doubtful, which to me says they're not going to play. Uh, Dylan Cole, Zach Cunningham, Bud Dupree, Christian Fulton, Derrick Henry. That shows you where kind of their head is about this game. It doesn't really mean much to them, apparently. Amani Hooker, NPF. Ryan Tannehill, Josh Thompson, Jeffrey Simmons, and Aaron Brewer. Lots and lots of names on that injury report from the Titans that just came down just a short while ago. Uh, Newberry, are are they just giving up? Is that what they're they're just kind of punting here on this this game? Uh, Giving up? No. We can get into that a little Uh, later when we get into our pick six, I'm sure. You know, I'm I'm wearing the Jag stuff. It's... uh, I'm not the Titans fan, but giving up, no. Are they looking ahead to week 18? Absolutely they are. They're going to try to have this roster as healthy as they can be heading into the AFC South championship game in Duval. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what we're looking at here uh, next week. Um, And according to you, ain't nobody winning down in Duval in week 18. Oh, man. Yeah. just ask Carson wins that. Yeah. It basically got him canned from the Colts. Yeah. They got the coach canned from the Colts. Right. It, it's a death trap. Week 18. It is, but let's 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 hear some more about these 25 names that you oh. got here. Um, All I right. don't know who these guys are. I don't know any of the names. I can't wait to hear them. I've got some pretty uh opinionated thoughts about some people on the Titans at the moment, so I can't wait to hear. So these are not just 25 random names that I came up with. Hang in there with me. We're going to do this little exercise. Please play along with us in the YouTube chat there. Let us see your gut reaction. Is yep. it a is it a one word? Is it a does it provoke an entire sentence out of you? Yeah. Let's see. We shall see. Here we go. I can't wait. Here we go. 25 names in no particular order. Kicker. Randy Bullock. Too hot to handle Randall. That is not what first comes. Well, I guess that is what came to my mind first. But uh, I'll tell you what I think when I when I see and I hear that name uh, is raw athleticism. Raw athleticism. I mean, look at him. 
I, I you saw the thumbnail. I think he we, is the leader of this team. Damn it! My first thought is weak leg. All right, that's it. That's a simple weak leg. Hey, he's move on. Between him and and Stonehouse, he's the most. They're the most consistent co- uh, group that we have on our team. <laughs> Trenton Cannon. Who? There you go. Dylan Cole. So what? Morgan Cox. Yuck. Dontrell Hilliard. Athlete. I was going to say needed in the passing game. Yeah. Ben Jones. Leader. He's the leader of that offensive line. Defensive tackle, Tier Tart. <laughs> the guy with the best, he has the best hands on the team. <clears throat> and that's not wow. a knock on anybody. I, whoa, I think Tier Tart Are you good. sure? That, that sounded like a little dude. <laughs> <coughs> wow. It might be. It might be. I'm just saying. Because uh, I might have some names on this list that are supposed to have good hands. I'll here, say Tier Tart. Another word that comes to mind is underrated. I think he I think he's a good he's a, a big part of what we got on the offensive line. What about Harold Landry? Where are you? We know where. I, I know. I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, <laughs> much needed. He is much needed right now. Offensive lineman Jamarco Jones. Uh, if he plays on this offensive line, the answer will be yuck. <laughs> what about a safety, AJ Moore? Who? Okay, all right. That's a that's a fair. That's fair. What about cornerback? Buster Screen. <laughs> Not a real name. <laughs> yes, it is. What about tight end Jeff Swaim? <laughs> From UT, the ball. <clears throat> He, uh, I don't have a one-word answer for that. I can tell you that Swaim is is not somebody. I think he's over. I, I got a one word: overused. <laughs> overused. Hey. He is an overused part of this offense when we have better options. That that's not Jeff's fault. It isn't Jeff's. Fault. I mean, he just goes out there because the coaching staff tells him, "Hey, get out there and catch us a little whatever. slant." Whatever, dude. You got great hands, Jeff. Whatever. I I don't like. Jeff Swain being in the game as much when we have someone, well, we'll, we'll get into, I'm sure we'll mention his name too. Oh, we've got, so we got some names. Don't you worry. What about Logan Woodside? Uh, regretful. I, I think, I, I think said it, he should have been your backup. Yeah. You've been saying that for a long time. I think it's, re, it's very regretful that he is not still here right now. I can guarantee you, particularly after, after we had to go, get Josh Dobbs of all people uh, and sign him to a, to a backup deal because uh, we are, I mean, we're floundering when it comes to uh, when it comes to a quarterback play right now, we don't, we don't have really good quarterback play. Uh, And a lot of it has to do with the offensive line and the lack of protection, but Malik, I mean, everybody knows Malik wasn't ready. I'm sure we're probably going to hear his name here in a minute too, but he just was not ready for this. And, it shows. 
What about the name Nick Westbrook Akine? Invisible man. I mean, he, I mean, talk about a, a tart's hands are better. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, he's not explosive. He doesn't get open enough. When you throw him the ball, often he drops the ball. I'm not going to say he doesn't make some good catches. I mean, he got there somehow. Uh, but I think that if you're saying that he is a key part of our offense, I think we might have problems. Okay, here's another one then. Wide receiver Robert Woods, a key part of your offense. <clears throat> you know, I don't have a lot of data to back this up, but I, I think he's – I mean, he's consistent. I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's anything special. He's not, ex, not an explosive guy. I think if you put the ball within reason around him, he'll catch the ball. Was he worth the money? I don't know about that. Uh, again, if he is the number two or arguably the number one receiver for us, ugh, that's that's not a good thing. What about Chance Campbell? I don't know who that is. <laughs> What about Theo Jackson from Theo the Vols, Jackson's right? from the Vols, yeah. I mean Theo. Anything I mean, any hey any emotion other than go Vols? I, I mean, has he done anything for the Titans? I mean, no. I, I don't know that any cornerbacks have really done anything you know that stands out uh for us this year. Theo Jackson, I mean, look, he's he is a rookie. Give him that. Uh, but a thing that we will discuss along the way here is rookies are allowed to be good, guys. You can you can improve. Hold that. Uh, and hopefully you're getting coached along the way. I, I maybe that'll be part of the discussion too. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't have anything good or bad to say about Theo. I mean, um, but yeah. Chig. Uh superstar in the making. I like Chig. Oh my I've god. I've said it a couple of times on podcast. Uh, <laughs> We have to figure out ways to get him involved. Um, and the problem is, is that we just don't have much of a supporting cast at the moment in, in the wide receiver room. I know he's technically a tight end, but he kind of acts like a more of a wide receiver at this point. Wide receiver Kyle Phillips. Where'd you go? I mean, you know, we heard all this about him in training camp, how great his hands were and how good his moves were. Kick he gets, return, punt return. Yeah. He, he get, can't catch. Well, I mean, and then, you know, in the preseason, the first game or two, you know, he fumbles these 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 punt returns, and then he gets injured, and we don't hear anything about him. And just disappointing. It really is. I mean, injuries are injuries, but I'd like to see some, uh, some progression, but it's hard to whenever you're not on the field. Running back, Hassan Haskins. Solid. I think he's a solid backup. Uh, I think that and special give, teams a little bit. Yeah. I, I think that given the right circumstance, given the right offensive line, I think he's, he, he could be a force to be reckoned with in the future. Nicholas Petit Ferrer. Let me, let me measure what I'm about to say. He might be the most productive of all of our rookies. I'm not saying he's great. I don't know that he's mm. been that great. Uh, but I think he's done okay. I don't think he's done great, though. Cornerback Roger McCreary. Go away. That was a number two pick. What about Traylon Burks? 
Uh, when he's in the game, I think he's electric. Uh, so I you're think, thinking oft injured. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of what it seems like. I don't can't be prone. I mean, he's he I mean, took a cheap shot. Yeah, there that's in my Philly. thing. Is I can't really say injury I don't, prone. I don't know if coach thinks um, that he prepares very much. Well, you know, we can get to that in another. That, that's a fair topic. point, I think, and and that's a discussion to be had for sure. But I think Traylon Burks, he has to be. Uh, considered a guy that you want moving forward for him to be uh, your number one guy when it comes to wide receivers. And finally, but not least, quarterback Malik Willis. Not ready. Absolutely not ready. Uh, He lacks the ability, in my opinion, to really read a professional defense. Um, His... He's without a doubt of an electric runner. He's got he's got skills when it comes to you know scrambling, uh, but he doesn't have a lot of playmakers to throw to. I'll give him that. But at the same time, court, good quarterbacks are supposed to make everybody around them better. And again, the theme that I see with this this rookie class on the Titans is rookies are allowed to be good. You know, yes. uh, and there's nothing. Holding and them I, back, except some would argue coaching uh, yeah. to allow them to grow. Right. Then you have the player themselves that has right. to be open for growth. Right. Well, and you and I were, you know, in our group text, we were, we were chatting. It's hard to tell if it's system or if it's Malik that's the problem or if it's both. It's really hard to see that. Um, I think that it's probably both, but I do. I will say that I hate this offense that Todd Downing <laughs> runs. I don't think it's really conducive to a young quarterback coming in and having to really read defenses and find really small, tiny open windows and throw accurately into them. Um, I just don't think that that's – I think it's a recipe for disaster. And, I mean, we'll go into the numbers later whenever we talk a little bit more about Malik, but uh, – his numbers, his accuracy numbers just aren't very good. They're not. No. Did you get a common theme? Do you know what the theme is with these 25 names? These are your 25 off-season acquisitions from the brass of the Tennessee Titans. John Robinson's gone. Well, you know, Coach was lockstep with John Robinson. They said Suppose you know, they were together. They're making decisions together. He said it. I don't know how much I believe that. Amy Adams drunk. I right. mean, they all three were supposed to be like this. I mean, look, we go back to the whole AJ Brown incident. I remember like a week or so before he was ended up, you know, signing with uh, with Philadelphia or being traded to Philadelphia. The comment from Vrabel, yep. and we put it up on the screen here on this show. Was not as long as I'm the coach. As long as I'm the coach, AJ Brown will not be traded. And then right after it happened, we commented about how it looked like Vrabel was pissed. Yeah, yeah, but, I, and kind of in a half-joking manner. But I, looking back, but, I think he was pissed. But since then, he has said, you know, they made the decision together. Like he's always said that they made the decision. He's never put a him versus Robinson ever, even to this day, he hasn't. I know, and I get it. You know, what's done is done with Robinson. He's gone, but I am still nervous because we still have people like 
Jeffrey Simmons, who remain unsigned at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that makes me really nervous that we're going to let another one of our best, you know, drafts that we've ever had slip away just because of, you know, not being able to get a deal made. Makes me nervous. I don't know. Who's going to be making the deals? That's for another podcast because the Titans don't even know at this point. Absolutely. Hey, down in the comments, tell us what you think about these guys that we just listed. Um, like he said, they were all of our off-season se- off uh, acquisitions. Uh, I noticed that a lot of those had histories of injuries. Uh, and some in the past have even had it. There are even some that elicit no response because... Yeah, I don't they know. haven't done a damn thing. No, and seen the field. Nothing. Right. And I mean, he that's said kind of Tier hard to Tart has better hands than the wide receivers that were on this list. I mean, oh, God. Logan Woodside, it's a regret. Yeah, it is a regret from, I mean, no, that is a regret. He was an acquisition. Yeah. They brought him in just to cut him before the final roster. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, mm. tell us down there in the comments, what do you think? You think this uh, this group of offseason acquisitions, were they worth it? Did we get anything out of these guys? Are we getting enough out of them, uh, particularly the big-name guys? I mean, are we getting our money's worth here? Or are we getting any production whatsoever in some cases? I like Jig. Oh, actually, you know what? Hold on. I don't know if I mentioned Austin Hooper. Sorry, Austin Hooper. Yeah, and I, you know, he's I the think... Tw- he's the 25th. I think NPF, you asked me about that before, Chig, and I think Chig quite... Frankly, he is by far the the most productive that we've had so far of this rookie group. But I mentioned that Hooper is fine. He's just not given the chance to play. I think if he would have been able to play all year, then then maybe his numbers would look a lot different. How many times have we, as Titans fans, been literally – I mean, I talk to Titans fans all the time, whether it be at work, whether it be on here, whether it be with these guys – they're like, where is Hooper? Why is he not in the game? Why is Swaim in the game? Coaching decision. Why? You know, it's like, why? What is What does Swaim give you that Hooper does not? Because I can tell you. It, it's, it's not hands. No, it's not. It's not route running. It seems like every time that you, that you need a big play and you go to Austin Hooper, he's got, he's got it for you. He gives you a chance to make that play. I've said as the Jag fan, I, I don't know why you ever take Chig and Hooper off the field. I don't either. That gives you two tight ends right there. Yeah, and one of them with wide receiver speed. Mm. So, all right, we're going to get a little more in-depth in the Titans. It's time to go to Week 17 NFL Pick 6. Man, this line continues to grow and grow and grow. It's a Thursday night Amazon Prime matchup, national TV. Only one game on Thursday. Dallas is making a road trip right here to Nashville, Tennessee against the Titans. And uh, we've got floating between Dallas a 10 and a half to, gosh, by kickoff, it may be a full 14. Actually, it has moved to 12 Holy as moly, we man. sit here. The Tennessee Titans have lost five straight games. And they're sitting everybody. Do you want to show us something yeah. about the quarterback? I do, because I, I'm, I'm going to sit here and tell you. Let me show you why it does no 
there's no harm in just going ahead and starting Josh Dobbs. Mm. There's no harm in it because of this. Look at this heat map here. Look at this passer rating. This is from, uh, what is this, next-gen stats here? That's his entire season. Yeah. Look at this. 276 yards in five games. It's awful. Look at look where the passes are. They're all isolated, like over in this, and most of them are in the right flat or in the backfield or, or in the <laughs> inside of 10 yards. He doesn't throw over the middle or deep. Hardly ever is what it looks like. Terrible numbers. Completion percentage of 50%. Again, whether or not it is system, whether or not it is uh, the windows are too tight for a young quarterback to throw in this system. I, I don't know. Or if it's just not, you know, Malik's not good enough. I think he could be good enough, but I think he has to be in the right situation. And it's clear right now that this isn't working out for him so far. Uh, so in my opinion, you went out and you got Josh Dobbs. He is, I don't know if he's quite as athletic as Malik, but I would say he is similarly athletic. He has similar abilities but I can tell you what he can do. He can probably read an NFL defense better than he can just because of the mere fact that he's been in the NFL longer. He's seen several systems. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and win a playoff game, but if Malik is your future, why in the world do you put it at risk when you know you're not going anywhere this year? But they don't know that. They still I, have a chance. They have a fighter's chance to win the AF, the coveted AFC I South. I get that. I'm not saying don't play to win. I think Josh Dobbs gives you a better chance to win. That's fair to say. Just say that then. But, I do. I know. do, but I also think that it also protects your investment in Malik. I think you get, you get two for one there. Malik last week, 99 passing yards on 23 attempts. Good enough for 4.3 yards per pass attempt. I mean... Derrick Henry can do that. You know, yeah. Yeah. If you want to go Henry well, Haskins in the backfield, you know, and the argument is, is you know, there's been a little bit of a pattern developing with with Derrick Henry on the fumble side of things. Oh no. And I mean. and and it makes you think, you know, is Derrick Henry trying to do too much? Uh, <laughs> it's it's not an excuse. It's not a good excuse. It's not a you know, a good valid reason, but I mean, he kind of feels like this team has to be put on his shoulders for sure. Uh, and I can't blame him, but, in, you know, instead of just scurrying out of bounds, you know, he's going to try to take on another blocker. Another mm -hmm. guy's going to come in and punch the ball out, and that's what happened. Yep. So, so, I don't know. Derrick Henry has fumbled five times in the last five games, but there's good news. He's not fumbling this week. Nope. Because he's not, not going to be a six-week in a row. He's not playing. He's saving all of his energy for Jacksonville. That's right. Going home to Duval. That's right. So on the Hooper watch, he has 36 catches on the year. He's not getting close to 60, Parker. I'm sorry. Your, your 60 to 70 <laughs> prediction. Uh, I have this written down. See what you think. Um, is the lack of culture for the Tennessee Titans coming to light here? We've got Vrabel in the last few weeks saying weird shit in his post-game press conferences we've got players saying things that they don't normally say and kevin byard is the mm -hmm. the true leader of that group mm -hmm. i say maybe but maybe may, maybe it's by default the culture is changing because look 
they've had so many players in and out, in yeah. and out. They're not really able to pick and choose who they want at this point. They just need a warm body. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. It's hard to have culture when you lead the league and most people on your roster over the course of a year for the second year in a row. I mean, it's hard to have a culture when you got that many different people in there. And, hey, I just said something. Is it condemning in some way that that is the case, that we have, that we are lead, we as in the Titans are leading the NFL in number of players played for the second year in a row? Does that, is that, does that say something about our organization and our system at the moment? I think it says something about your field. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hate your field turf. It could be. It I mean, at least it's grass, but it's, you know. I, I I don't know what the story is. I don't know if it's drafting guys that have histories of injuries, that have histories of being injury prone. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, man, it's just a, it's it's a strength and conditioning staff. No, no that's come bullshit. On. These guys, these are professionals. They yeah, have their own on. trainers. Yeah, they, I, I'm not buying that. So um, I don't know what it says about the system and the the organization as a whole, but I can tell you, it's got to mean something two years in a row. I mean, does it have to do with our style of play? Yep, maybe. Like I said, is is that is that example of Derrick Henry deciding consciously not to scurry out of bounds, but to try to take on Lower another tackler one more time, and he ends up getting the ball knocked out? You know, what if he twists an ankle, breaks a wrist, or you know, gets another yeah. foot fracture or something? I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. I have no idea. Let me lay this on you here about culture and where we're starting to hear examples, not only from the coach and he's saying weird things about media and talking about the locker room and the lack of being prepared. Some of these players, he didn't mention any names. We can speculate who he's talking about, but we didn't mention any names. Last week, Byard said the division didn't matter. This week, right after the football game, Malik Willis, the quarterback for the Titans, said, hey, it's just football. I'm just as happy as if we would have won the game. Yeah, I, I can uh, I can what? tell you, number one, Kevin Byard's statement I feel like is taken out of context. We discussed that last week. He'd this rather one, have cohesion. Yes, he's talking, versus, he's he's like, talking about that culture. Be damned, I'm trying to build culture. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's talking about the culture. And Malik's just happy. Malik... I have heard him say several things like this okay. along the way, and I don't like it ever. I feel, you know, I, I don't feel like it's ever okay to accept the fact that you went out there and absolutely sucked ass. <laughs> I mean, how are you okay as a professional athlete doing that? I don't understand it. Man. I don't like his comments. I think it shows a lack of maturity, in my opinion. I, I look, I'm really happy that, that you're having fun, bud, but you know what? This isn't college anymore. You are a professional. You're getting, you're getting paid to do this. And what you're telling kids everywhere is it doesn't matter if you suck as long as you get paid and as long as you have fun. Hmm. That's what I hear when I see that. Get, sorry, Dallas, we didn't give you your due. We Anyways, haven't talked about you at all. Yeah. But yeah. here's what I'll say before I present my pick, because it's going to be short and sweet. Sure. Dallas in the last four games has scored 40, 34, 27, 54 points. Give me Dallas 40 to 13. This is not close. And the whole broadcast is going to be how horrible 
this Tennessee Titans team and organization is. It's going to yeah. be an embarrassment. Uh, it, it, this game is going to be ugly. I mean, clearly they're sitting a lot of people that are key parts of the of the team. Um, absolutely going with Dallas here. This is going to be a three or four score blowout. And Parker takes Dallas <clears throat> minus whatever amount of points. It doesn't matter. Well. Nope. Moving on to Jacksonville at Houston. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, as of now, there's floating around a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against a team that they haven't beat in three years. The Jaguars have won four of the last five games. But two things that I have here. Blake won this game just like the Titans game. It means nothing. Mm -hmm. It means nothing. They haven't beat the Texans. Is it going to be another one of those just go through the motions and try to stay healthy? Or if you play that way, do you risk injury? I think this is going to be a test of Doug Peterson as a coach here. Because a coaching I think, moment. I okay. think that, and I think he's the right guy in this moment. Um, I think that only bad things can happen in this game. I don't think there's anything good that can happen, right? You can either go down there and get your ass kicked. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but at the same time, it, it's a momentum killer. How much yeah. does momentum matter yeah. in the NFL? That's the other argument. Someone gets I, injured. I, that's a key part of the of the game. That that, that that is a huge – that's a bad thing. That's a super bad thing that can happen here. I like your comment about momentum because I've said that you can't carry momentum into the next season. But I think you can carry yeah. momentum from game to game. Oh, that's I do a good too. point. I do too. Well, so, so my thing is uh, – is this is this in the past? This has been one of those moments where the Jaguars just flop. Well, Jaguars don't have this type of moment very often. Well, I, as they're getting the close argument. to making that's, a playoff, that's where that's where Doug Peterson. But I will. You're t- going to test his leadership skills here and getting them focused and getting them ready. And Parker, this is for you. Doug Peterson has been in this moment. Yes, he exactly. So he's been point. in this moment about winning. In he's mm-hmm. been in the moment about resting versus not resting. So I read before this show, I've read that he said absolutely every game means something. So it hints that he's not resting anyone. But I, I present to you evidence A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This guy has sat Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. and played a third string quarterback for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He has sat as starters the Super Bowl year. Whenever they beat the Patriots, I mean, he he has sat rested players. So what he said today in an interview in Jacksonville is totally different. It's like, hey, every game's meaningful. We cannot have that mindset and rest. But no. that's the most interesting thing to me is the mental aspect behind this game. I, Ultimately, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters if you win or lose. I like Blake's comment about momentum. Um, I'm going Jacksonville. I just got to I mean, get get that so get that crap off of your mind and beat this team. As far me. as you know, Trevor Lawrence is playing. With that type of comment, I would think he is. In my mind, the mindset has to be: we're getting up big, Trevor. You're coming out. 
And then we don't care what happens after that. Because the only thing this is like, this is like the last preseason game before the opening day, in my opinion. Again, Doug Peterson's been here many times. He knows what to expect here, but he's got to keep people from getting hurt. But at the same time, he's got to keep everybody focused, which is going to be yep. the hard part. It is because they're a young team. How do you how do you balance that? How do you keep them healthy? And how do you, you know, keep it, them focused? It just feels so much better that I've got Doug Peterson making this type of decision for this crew instead of Urban Meyer this year. Yep. Totally agree. Parker. Since you're not here to argue back with me, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is the unquestioned best quarterback in the AFC South. And he's the number two overall rated quarterback in the entire NFL in the second half of the season. It it, it feels good if in a weird way. I, I can't ever, like even the Mark Brunel days, I can't ever remember a time where I'm like, man, we're good at quarterback. There yeah. you go, Brunel, Leftwich, Gerard, Gabbert, Blake Bortles. I never said we're good at quarterback with any of that. But I think yeah. we're good there. We got him on a rookie deal. Well, uh, this is a, this seems like a year early for all this playoff talk, but it's it's right there for him. I mean, luckily he's in the AFC South. Correct. Um Luckily, he got really lucky with this Doug Peterson. Oh, no doubt. Really, really lucky. He's showing a trend towards becoming kind of kind of the guy that everybody wanted him to be. We'll see. You know, it's it's we do not judge a quarterback just by one game. And over the last several games, he has done very well. I can't deny that. I think he's um right now things are on the 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 uptick for sure for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going Jags here all day. I'm going if the Jags really play, I'm going 30-17. If if the Jaguars really don't play, I'm going Houston 19-17. But uh ultimately it doesn't matter. I, I'd I'd rather them just go ahead and get the win, get that whole mindset of we can't beat the Texans out of your head. Yeah. Going into a big big game against the Titans. It's for all the marbles. Yeah, it really is. That's what It's what it's all going to come down to. We'll go a little quicker on these games. Minnesota at Green Bay. Green Bay is hovering around a three-and-a-half point favorite. Question for Blake is, Minnesota's sitting at 12-3, and three, but are they fraudulent? Man, you know, I've been riding with Minnesota all year, and I've been uh, shoving some, some, some big FUs in people's face all year as a result. <laughs> Uh, I'm going Minnesota here for sure. Uh, I tried to go against them last week. I don't know. I don't. That didn't really work out for me. So I'm back on the Minnesota train. Minnesota. I put uh, Green Bay one on Christmas at Miami, 26 to 20. But Aaron Rodgers wasn't exactly red hot in that game, going <laughs> 238 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. The Minnesota Vikings won the week one matchup 23 to seven behind Justin Jefferson's 184 yards and two touchdown receptions. Green Bay wins this one, but they don't cover. I'm going Minnesota in my pick. Give me the three and a half points. Nice. Parker goes Green Bay. He absolutely is off the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> He's been off for a while. Yeah. What did been you, off for a while. Did we both go Jacksonville there? 
We did. And for all those that like to follow, Parker's going Houston. He doesn't believe either a combination of the Jags resting players and the Jags just simply haven't beaten the Texans, which is fact. So he's going right. Houston plus the points. And then in this game, he's going Green Bay minus the points. And Blake and I are both on Minnesota. Next game is AFC North. We're looking at Pittsburgh at Baltimore. It's around three, two and a half, three, three and a half. Normally, these games are a field goal game. So, I mean, this line is exactly where it should be. Yep. Uh, this is a rematch of week 14 where Baltimore won 16 to 14. So, right there, a two-point game. Uh, no Kenny Pickett in that game. Will he make a difference? <laughs> Maybe not that much of a difference. No. So, I'm going Baltimore in this one. And... I know Parker would probably jump down my throat with what I'm about to say here. I'm starting to hear from some Pittsburgh fans some rumblings about Mike Tomlin. Really? Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's just isolated to the people I'm talking to, or it could be just, I mean, hey, let us know out there. Tell us in the comments. Have you heard some Pittsburgh fans saying maybe it's time to move on from Tomlin? Jeez. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I'm going Baltimore in this one. Parker also went Baltimore. I just, I'm sticking with the trends of just take the points. I'm going to go Pittsburgh plus the points. And uh, I don't know. I guess it would kind of surprise me if Baltimore lost, but let's just go deja vu, shall we? We'll go 16 14 Baltimore, but they don't cover. What I'll do, I don't think there's any Lamar again this week. Not that I know. No, I believe he's not on a Wednesday. Out. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's he's not playing. Uh, best bet time where we can pick whatever we want because we make the rules here. <laughs> <laughs> Parker's going to the Thursday night game, and he wants C.D. Lamb 70 or more reception yards. Okay. Sounds doable. Okay. Against air. Yeah. So he's going C.D. Lamb 70 or more re- uh, receiving yards. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm double dipping here this week. I'm going uh, for my best bet. Easily, Dallas is going to. Ju- I mean, this is y'all don't understand how ugly I think this is going to be. And so, this is the thing. I would love to be wrong, and for the Titans to find something on offense, and all of a sudden, I hope I'm wrong. But you know what? I don't think I'm going to be. I think this. I still remain that I think this is going to be a three or four score game. You know, another easy one. I'm looking at Kansas City. You got. Russell Wilson and and that clown show going on there. They just fired their coach, Nate Hackett. There's no direction with the Broncos. They're stuck with Russell Wilson for a long time, and they're all stuck in the same division as the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs to win outright. What What about an underdog, a little upset special? Yeah. Parker's going Carolina in the, uh, in the NFC, basically NFC championship matchup here. Uh, Tampa can just seal it, but he's going to go Carolina. Okay. Um, yeah, you got Cincinnati, a little home dog. I'm on looking Monday at night. that. And you like it. I don't know. See, I think this Ooh. line's going to move. Um, you could just op- absolutely switch to minus one Cincinnati. I know. That's my – I kind of want to pick that, but I think that's too easy to pick. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something crazy. Okay. 
Baker? The city of Los Angeles. <laughs> the battle for Los Angeles is happening at 325 on Sunday. Baker Mayfield is going into, I guess, both of them. He just scored over 50 points. He's going to go in there, and he's wow. going to pull one of the biggest upsets of the year against the Los Angeles Chargers. But this is the time of season where the Chargers do this. Yeah, they lose games they're not supposed Does to. Does that lose. eliminate them from the playoffs? Or did uh, they did they won the, or did they, they win yesterday? The, they beat the Colts. So does that mean they're in? Not necessarily. I think there's still some wiggle room there in the little uh, well, the back end of the AFC. The Rams also. are going to go in there and piss in them Cheerios. Hmm. All right. So, uh, reluctantly, just because I like to run the ball and play little defense, I'm going Browns. <laughs> I don't like your quarterback. Oh, who you mean? Th- you mean this guy? <laughs> oh no, no. You mean this guy? We have to, we have to play the overlay every time. Oh no, he's brought up. God. He's you know just fine, upstanding citizen. Jesus. Nothing's wrong. I don't just hand the ball. Everybody off to Chubb and Hunt. You know, Ugh. haven't played in two years. Whatever. I'm going Browns as the upset special, <laughs> but that's that's our show. We appreciate you letting us do a live show today. Absolutely, guys. This is the last show of the year. We really appreciate you joining us live for it. Leave a comment down there in the comments below uh, about what you think about our 25 names that we uh, threw out there for the Titans and what your uh, initial reaction was uh, to their name. Mm. Uh, but Guys, again, like we said, we really appreciate you joining us. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button on your way out. Check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. And you can download audio, all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform, Newberry, your favorite time of the show, Final Thoughts. We're going to begin with Matthew Parker's final thoughts, and he directed them straight at me, believe it or not. Oh, boy. Hang on here. He says, Newberry, I come to you on this show with an apology. Oof. This is hard. I'm, I'm here today to confess my sins, my overreaction, my preseason <laughs> hot take of the century when I said Austin Hooper is a 60 to 70 catch guy. He was going to catch between six and seven touchdowns. He would be on posters. He'd be on billboards in Nashville. He was going to the Pro Bowl. I confess my sins. I owe you $100, sir. Let me have your Venmo, Venmo, Newberry. Really? Parker said all of that? Right here on my phone. Just trust him. It's there, right? It's there. My final thought. The Las Vegas Raiders have benched their starting quarterback, Derek Carr, and they will be starting Jarrett Stidham for the final two games of the year. Brandon, what this means is the organization is done with Derek Carr. They're going to put in their pitch, their best pitch, to one Tom Brady for him to come back and be reunited with McDaniels. But enjoy. Your team taking a knee in the last two games. And the trophy for the most irrelevant final thought ever, Russell Wilson has finally done it. He has got to 12 touchdowns, which ties the number of bathrooms in his house. But as always, guys, it is two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well. 